Welcome to the show, Giannis. I appreciate you coming through today and uh, and talking with me and the people and, and sharing a little bit about yourself and what you're doing and all that you, you know, that you're offering or, you know, just a piece of insight into how you got to where you are today. So if you could just introduce yourself and run us through uh, how you got where you are today. Well, of course, firstly, thank you for, for having me as well, all the way from Greece to all the way to America. Yeah, so my name is Yanis Greek Boy Scordilis, coming all the way from Greece. I've been living in London for seven years now. I did uh, my university, and then I've been a professional kickboxing fighter since 2010, I would say. It's, uh, well, it's how I started, that's a long, long story. I started when I was about five years old. Nice. Uh, and the reason I started it was because of the Ninja Turtles. That, that when, we, when I was young, I was, like, I was watching Ninja Turtles. I was like, yes, I want to be like them. That's the story. And then, yeah, I went, I represent what was, yeah, it was, it was good. It was fun. You know, all I wanted to do just fighting. <laughs> and then uh, when I was a bit younger, I represent the, the Greek national team. When we went in Italy, it was the biggest amateur promotion um, organization. And then since then, really, I've been following kickboxing all my life. Nice. So you're basically saying the Ninja Turtles is really what got you into the whole fight. And it was it wasn't no family member or nobody that, you know, was a, no, a fighter no. in your family. Not no one at all. Everyone was football, basketball. And then that's it, really. My, I was playing football even when I started kickboxing. But I was like, nah, I don't want to do it anymore. Now, when you say football, we I know you're in the European. Are you saying speaking of soccer or you're saying the actual like yes. American football? You speak no, no, as in soccer. As in soccer. Got it, got it. So when you started first fighting, you were, you said, a teenager? Yes, my first fight was when I was 10 years old. And then my, literally my coach was like going um, a competition that for all amateurs. And then he was European. I think I was, he was European. And then I took the first play. And then everyone who was winning from a European championship, they were taking straight away a ticket to go to the world championship. Mm. So obviously I took the first place in European and then I went to the world champion and I took the second place. So I was like, dad, you know, I don't want to play anymore soccer, football, I just want to stick to my own kickboxing sport. Because I, even now, I'm not really into team sport. That's not, that's not for me, you know. I was like, let's say, for example, you're doing a mistake and then we're losing because we receive a goal. I was like, wow, why? At least, I, you know, when I got knocked out, right. it's because of my fault, you know. Is you can, so you can put all the blame on yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So on the team sport, even playing with my friends, I'm just arguing all the time. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? Yeah. So it's not me. It's like an entrepreneurial mindset, like certain qualities of people that I feel like you have like an entrepreneurial mindset that uh, just leader qualities. You know, entrepreneurs are leaders. They like to take the blame for, you know, the ups and the falls for things. Yeah, I do believe, you know, even... A kickboxing is a lonely sport. If I lose, it's because of me. I didn't do something wrong on my training cab. I didn't put my hands up or something mistake. But if I win, I feel that we did it all together. Right. You, you have a support. You have your sponsors. You have your team that prepared you. You have your, your supporters, your fans. So, yeah, I do believe that, you know, if you lose, you lose on your own. Or if you win, you win as a team. Now, were you kicking ass since, like, 10 years old? Or, like, did it take time to, like start kicking ass yeah, well some people which I, I would never say that to myself is some people they believe that i was uh, skillful and i had a bit of talent 
right. I got lazy. But, you know, that's how it goes. I want to believe. So, yeah, I mean, I did a couple of things as an amateur, you know, being 13, 14 years old, representing your own country as an amateur is a quite big thing. And I and did what a weight lot class of is this? Not to cut you. What weight Sorry. class is this? So when I was younger, it was more of an age, you know, okay. let's say 13 to 14. But when you are a professional kickboxing fighter, is that's where the division comes up. And then I was fighting about 70 kilos, which I think is 140 something, libras, something like this, where my Gregory is fighting. So yeah, it's uh, like one, 147 pounds to 154 or something like that. Yeah. So, yes, just to give you more uh, about me, a little bit of background, I'm two times European champion, two times British, and one time Greek champion at the 70 kilos, 147. And then in 2017, it was uh, in England, it was probably you had the, the promotion called Glory, right? It was the biggest promotion, kickboxing promotion in the mm. world. Mm-hmm. So I've never and, heard of uh, it personally, but go ahead. So yeah, so kickboxing wise is one of the biggest, one of the biggest. So okay. in 2017, it was uh, a promotion we called Road to Glory. So it was eight men tournament. It was the biggest and the best K1 70 kilos fighters in UK. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I was ranked number one in UK, so I took part of it. And then um, I beat them all up. In the second, the first fight was a technical knockout. The second round was again a technical knockout. And the third fight was on points. Mm-hmm. So I become the first Greek who signed the contract with uh, that competition glory. Wow, that's big. That's big. So uh, with it, now with the fighters, were you more like a, a kick? Are you like a, I guess you can punch also, right? Yes, yes. So, yes, I am. Yeah, I am more of a kicker because my background was a little bit of more taekwondo because I started with karate when I was younger. So, yes, I feel more confident to use my legs than my punches. However, depending on the situation, depending on the fighter, you make the calling plan. Yes. So, you have to learn both, you know? Right. Now, as a kid, what was your, your mindset going into fights and how did that change into like now? When I was younger, all I remember was like, I want to train. That's what I wanted to do, you know. I've never, believe it or not, I've never had any PlayStation. I've never had any laptop to just play games. I was always, I want to train. I want to focus on my training. That's why I start, That's why I did it better than all my friends when we started together. And then in 2012, if I remember correct, that's when I turned from amateur to professional kickboxing fighter. And then my first fight, I lost. And I was like, no way I can continue like this. I just want to win. So you want to win. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I mean, who doesn't? And my coach was like, okay, we're going to make a promotion. I'm going to make an organization here in our place. We, if you want to fight, you're going to have to fight the same guy that you lost. So the pressure was double, you know, fighting the same guy that you fought in your place, in your backyard. And I was like, yeah, why not? And Champion then that's why I... Yeah, and then that's why I was like, you know, well, you need to focus. You know, you can't just train. You need to train right and hard. That's dope, bro. That's dope, man. And as far as now, how's it changed? Well, I had a little bit of an accident, to be honest. A year ago, I dislocated my shoulder when I was in China, when I was in the fight. And I was winning the guy. The guy I was fighting, I was Chinese. I don't even remember his name. And he was ranked. He was in the top 10 in China. And then when we're talking about China, we're talking about millions billions of people so imagine how good the guy was and then i was winning the first and second round and then in the third round 
I did just a jab and literally just dislocate my shoulder. And right. then I have obviously to pretty much quit the fighting. Right. And I lost. And I'm trying now to go back. And I had a little bit of recovery and rehabilitation. But so hard without surgery. And I'm really struggling. So now with we'll your, see what's next. I'm sorry to hear that too, man. I know you'll, get, you'll make a full recovery at some point and, and get back on track. How the hell did you throw a jab and dislocate your shoulder, man? That's like freak accident type shit. Yes, yes, it was. I have no clue. I think, as far as I was concerned, I think it, I did a jab, and then he just slipped, and then he stuck my my glove stuck on his shoulder, and then as I pulled uh, back, it was yeah. just a quick one. You know, I have no clue how that happened, but yeah, was, that was a painful one, though. I can only imagine. Yeah, it was. You know, dislocation is dislocation. They put yeah. it back on the place straight away. It cost yeah. me a lot, to be honest. Now, how is that like now you said you're trying to get back at some point? I know without surgery, it's a little tough, but like, have you been training and trying to just make? Yes, I, well, I've still been running and I've still been doing as much as I can by, you know, doing pads. I can still do weights and stuff, but I can't really go 100% on my sparring because it's like I feel it's going to pull down again. So, yeah, it's a bit tricky. You know, I need to be careful. Right. And, right. and then the, the worst thing is I'm on 20, only 26, 26 years old. So I'm like, oh, why not? Why now? Right. Yeah, I definitely think the surgery probably will help. But I mean, it's not impossible for you to, you know, I guess, get over the uh, the injury in a different way. Are you still like doing strength training or things of that nature? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been doing, you know, all the strength training, all the rehabilitation. I'm still doing all my training as normal, as much okay. as I can. But sometimes I feel like, oh, it's burning. I was like, I need to, you know, cool down and, you know, let it go. So depending on how I feel. Right, right, right. Now, mindset-wise, how has that affected you again? Like, how, I mean, are uh, you, it's just been putting you in the dump lately or? You know, that's a really hard question. So when I was fighting, I was, you know, you have all your support, you have, all your friends and family, you know, coming all over, especially when you have people coming all over from a different town to come and see you. Right. It's a big thing. So, and I, I want to believe I had a quite big name in Greece. So I was on a really, on my peak, I was doing, I was doing weights. So, and then I dislocate my shoulder and then all of a sudden you wake up and you realize, you know what, I got injured and then I have nothing else. That's, that was your life. That was your passion. And then you have nothing. Where are all these people? Where are all people clapping for you, you know, supporting you? Even the kids I was teaching, even the people I was teaching, you know, it's not the same because you wake up all of a sudden and it's like you lost everything. Right. That's a tough one. It's a very tough one. And then I still be like, oh, you know, I really want to go back. People want me to go back and into fighting. It's very, very hard. And then I think I went through some phase of my life, some mood of my life that I was like, you know what, you you need to snap out and then you need to do something about your shoulder. and Or you have to decide that, you know, you have to clear up your mind that, you know, you can't just go back to fighting and then you have to train people to be better than you were. But trust me, my friend, it's very hard. And what was it for you that like kind of snapped you back into like, yo, let me get off my ass and start doing something? Yes, you know, as I said, it's, it's just you need to snap out and then just do all the hard work. However, generally, I believe all the fighters, they have a different mentality. And then uh, it's what you give power that will drain you. So 
pretty much you just need to, you know, man up, as we say, and then you have to either do the proper workout and the proper training, or you have to say, you know, well, that was for me. I did my best. But yeah, it's very hard. Now, as far as your support system, because you were just saying that, like, the high that you got off of people coming and seeing family and friends, like, did a lot of any of those relationships, like, tarnish from the injury? Like, whereas, like, you realized that they weren't there for you or really was your support system? No, I've never felt anything like this. Obviously, you know, people come and go. But everyone who was in my close environment, they still there, you know, they still asking me, oh, are you going back? When are we going to see you? Want to see you, you know, fighting and stuff like that. But I've never felt that, you know, people wanted to use me or, oh, yeah, we are good friends. Obviously, you know, whatever you do in any country, you're going to have people that are like, oh, yeah, I know Greek boy. Yeah, which I've been actually in one of the places, one of the restaurants, like, oh, yeah, I've been training in the, in, in the gym and I was training with Greek boy. I'm like, well, I don't know you, you know, you're like the wrong people. I'm like, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I've never felt that people, they weren't there for me. So I always, I was in a good environment, so I can't complain. Right. The environment is definitely important because when you got the right environment, then you can always build yourself around that. And whatever's in your environment is usually what you're going to do. Indeed, indeed. That's the way, you know. So is there any fights that you you know you're looking forward to maybe in the future or i don't know Uh, so yeah the minute i the minute everything in england is frozen so as far as i'm concerned nothing is happening until 28th of april however probably that is going to change because england is not on the right track with all this covid situation wow that's Um, crazy because they're still they're fighting here in america they're like, no, you know. Yes, so, yes, in America, they've been fighting. I think they're fighting with no crowd. I think so, right? Like, or, it, I mean, they, they, have, they have a crowd, but it's like not a lot of people. It's just a few and they're all yeah. spread out and stuff. It's a weird year. So right. I doubt that he's going to go back to normal, especially into contact sports from, well, I believe so, after September. Yeah, when America so, started fighting again, they, I remember when, when they, you know, they, they did allow fights. They were doing the UFC were fighting, but it was the crowdless thing. Like you said, it was crowdless. Yeah. And I think it still is like that for them. But I know the boxing, the official boxing here, they had a small crowd. Yeah. So, yeah, well, UFC, like obviously they can't support it financially. So that's why they have no crowd. They're working with pay-per-view and stuff. The same UFC and boxing is the same. You know, they have loads of money. K1, kickboxing is a little bit, you know, it's not the same. They are doubt. Anyone would do a kickboxing promotion with, like with no crowd because obviously they have to sell out. But again, I don't know how, what's the possibility someone to fly over in America because of the whole quarantine and then all of this kind of stuff. So it's a bit tricky. So they have already asked me to fight. But again, I said yes, but nothing is going on. So I can't really say when it's going to be the date. Right. How has it affected you, like, with the COVID stuff? Like, is it really thrown any the things that you do on a day-to-day basis off, like training or just living your, your life? I know it threw some of your life off, for sure. It's thrown all of our lives off in some type of way, shape, or form. But how has that affected you, maybe, like, just in life and mentally? And Yeah, so, so yeah, I think recently they announced in UK that everyone, if you are elite athlete, then you are allowed to do your sport. So, yeah, obviously the gyms are closed, so you need to do anything else outside. But, you know, sometimes if the weather is not appropriate, you know, it's a bit tricky. But, yeah, as I said, I'm still doing my running every day. I'm still doing my training, uh, you know, the strength training. 
and then in a sneaky way i'm trying to you know someone to hold pads for me right but yeah then you have you know all this pairing which is you're not allowed to and then if you are allowed to then you you know you're gonna have to find someone you know that you trust it's definitely it's not the same as it used to be now go ahead but yes I, you know in general yeah i'm trying to do as much as i can in a day-to-day by training now, as far as you just business-wise, do you have any businesses that you round the kickboxing or training that you have? So, yeah, I'm doing my own personal training, you know, wow. in England. And then in the same time, I am uh, running as a gym manager, a gym, which is, I think, is uh, an American. It's called Nine Round. It's a kickboxing orientated. I've heard of it. Yeah, so they, it's quite famous. I think they have about 800 locations in America. I don't think so I've seen one by me pers- uh, physically or in my location, but I think I've heard of that before. Nine rounds. Yeah, so, yes, that's nine rounds. It's a 30 minutes kickboxing. It's high intensity kickboxing. Yeah, I did see. I've seen that, bro. I've definitely seen that. I think they got one out in Jersey, actually. It might be one in PA, and I just didn't realize it, but yeah, that's pretty cool. So that's where you, so, and it's called what over there? Yes, yeah, so we, I think in London, there exists about nine or 10, nine rounds only in London. So I'm a, a club manager, one of them. Nice, nice. And you've been doing that for how long now? It's been now a year and a half. That's when pretty much I, uh, that's when I had my injury. So I took over a little bit more, you know, focusing more in the business. Right. And, you know, financial support. Yeah. So yeah, I'm doing that and I'm doing my PTs. And then also in my old gym, I'm going every now and then I'm training all the youngsters. You know, I love them, you know. I'm trying to pass all my skills and, you know, trying to motivate them and trying to. England is a rough country. So people that are coming from a, a different background from what I'm coming from. I was always more family orientated. But in England, because, you know, the time is so quick, they're just rushing for everything and anything. So kids and parents, they don't have the same relationship as I grow up. Mm. So I love being around kids. I love, you know, supporting them. I love trying to, you know, to not only educate them in a kickboxing to be a good kickboxer when you grow up, but how you're going to be a good person, how, you know, you're going to support other people around you, how you're going to love, you know, everyone who's around you and support you. So I really love that. So I enjoy being around kids. Kids enjoy being around me. You know, they didn't, you know, punching properly from the really young, from three up to 12, 14 and then uh, we made actually a really, a really good champions from, uh, well, my gym in the uh, UK called Storm Gym, which is actually a very, very well famous. Right. So, yeah, I've been doing a pretty much of everything, you know, as much as I can. That's amazing, bro. Like, seriously, man, that to be, that, that touches me in a certain way, bro. Like, to know, like, that you're not just trying to teach them to, to kick ass, you know, like, the, how to be just actually a good person in society and life and do what's right. Exactly, you know. I genuinely believe, and then that's how I grow up. It doesn't matter how good athlete you are, as long as you're not a good person. But that's with anything, you know, with religion, with, you know, doesn't matter what color of your skin it is. If you're not a good person, it doesn't matter, you know. You might be, I don't know, if you want me to take it in a more religious way, if you are, I don't know, Muslim or Orthodox, doesn't matter how much you pray. If you're not a good person, if you don't help out, it's pointless. Absolutely, bro. And I, like I said, that's amazing that you even do that. And these kids are like, how old are they? Like teenagers or pre-adults? Yeah. So there, I've been teaching all the kids classes, which is from four 
up to teenagers like pretty much 14, 13, 12, depending on the age. Been doing adult classes as well. Yeah. No, that's dope, bro. That's the big dope. Now, is when you're looking at them and you're training them, is it like anything that you're like looking at specifically, like something maybe that you used to have back in the day that <laughs> that catches your eye to yeah. like use the one? <laughs> no, for sure. We have one little girl. Actually, we have a lot of little girls. That specific one, she's from Cyprus. Obviously, I'm from Greece and Cypriot, they are pretty much close. So her name is called Roma Patalidis. I'm saying that just in case you go famous in oh, those yeah. that <laughs> So, yeah, she's very talented. I can't see myself on her. And then anything I say, she trusts me that much that she's straight away she's going to do it. And then when you have that relationship with kids, it's amazing. She trusts me. She comes to tell me about anything. I take it for drinks with her dad because her dad, we have an absolutely amazing relationship with awesome. her dad. So I'm trying to say, actually, she's quite well famous as a kid because I remember BBC in England, they came to interview her. So it's a big thing for 10 years old. She's five times world champion as a kid. So she has done a big, big for that age. Yeah, that's big, bro. That's big. And you yeah. said you train her like pretty much like. So, like yeah, I've been training her and then obviously the head coach from the Storm Gym. We all been, you know, focusing on her. So, yeah, we all put a little bit of of our knowledge and skills. Now, was she good when she came in like that or did you guys like get her tuned up that way? So, so you know, her dad actually was training with us and then she was two years old when she stepped in the cage and she was like, uh, obviously putting the gloves, the gloves wasn't even fitting to her. She's <laughs> like, yeah, you know, punching, you know, she couldn't understand. She couldn't even count. Yeah, and then she's been since two and a half years old with us. Wow, wow, bro. And, then, you know, you spoke on trust, man. That shit is so big with, like, people. And no matter if you're dealing with kids or adult to adult, like, trust is trust. And, like, building that up, how do you go about that with people? Like, how do you personally go about building up trust with people? How do you mean how I made it, like, people trust me? Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you go about I mean, people? I mean, I was always, you know, I was always a real person. You know, I was like, I come with no mask on. I'm like that's how I talk some people they like you some they know I'm a very straightforward person even my comments they might be sometimes fiery but I was like that's what I believe and then we are two different people so we obviously can have different personalities so yeah and then I believe you know people they generally in our world we are in lack of real people mm -hmm. and then uh, when I meet someone you're not going to see me you know I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear I'm going to tell you what I believe and then if you want me to take it into more to fitness and then into how to educate the kids and the adults in the sport industry, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you know, actually what you need in order to be a kickboxing fighter. That's what you need to do. That's how your diet needs to be. That's what your training needs to be. In my relationships with other people, it's exactly the same. You know, I'm not going to tell you, oh, yeah, you're looking good when you know, you know, when you're not looking good. I'm obviously, there is a manners and the way you're going to say to someone. However, I'm always going to speak the truth. It doesn't matter what. So, yeah, I think, you know, people appreciate that. And then helping out without expecting any, without anything, anything, expecting anything back. That's what it counts. And then yeah. that's why I'm here for. So, you know, I, I was never money orientated. If I want to do, if you want to help out, just do it. You know, you definitely you're going to find it later in, the, in your life. Are you a big reader? Like, do you read a lot or like, are you watching yeah, like I'm, 
motivation, YouTubes and channels and stuff like that. Cause you speak very well. I know we're like from two different countries and stuff like that, but you, your mindset, I can see is really sharp. Like you're really a people's person. You're about building relationships and trust and you just, you're disciplined, I was, bro. I was never all like too much of reading. Generally, I'm trying to read a little bit more books, but I was always trying to listen a little bit of podcasts. Obviously, I did uh, my university sport and exercise science. So I picked up a few things from university. I picked up a few things from my codes. I picked up with any, any, any other people who I think are positive in my life. So I'm trying to gather all the information and then just to adapt into me and then make myself better. Now, responding to your question, no, I was never into, you know, like, motivational speech and stuff like that which is probably is a good idea maybe is a good, is right, a good I mean, idea. Just, you, know, you never know you, you never know you know you know just keep your eyes open and then just listen and then see things around what people around you so yeah, yeah you, you never know the rabbit hole man because i never thought that i'd be sitting here doing podcasts and interviewing people and, and getting their story and taking out little bits and pieces of their life to help other people just see light on different ways that you can go about life, you know? So you just, you never know the rabbit hole that uh, you may go down living life in yeah, exactly. person. Exactly, exactly. So just keep your eyes open, you know, learn from everyone, help everyone. And then I truly believe you're going to find your own way. Now, do you have any special message for people out here that you want to leave before you get up out of here? Well, I generally, first of all, everyone, I hope, you know, everyone is well. Uh, first of all, thanks to all my supporters, you know, I've got, Everyone in Greece, you know, they like my style. They like being a, a good person. And then that's why I think I did a, a lot of my big steps in, in kickboxing industry because people were supporting me. So that's a big, you know, I want to say thank you to everyone. Now, regardless of, sorry, regardless of your, the virus and, you know, everyone, hope everyone stays safe, look after themselves. And then actually I post today on my story, I was talking I always like to check up with people if they're doing well, you know, how they're doing, because I know everyone is pretty much suffering with mental health issues. And then this current situation definitely hasn't helped them. Everybody. So that's one of my messages. Just message someone, check what they're doing. If they're doing well, it won't cost you anything. So, yeah, because we are living in a weird times. Absolutely. And when it's all said and done, where you see yourself, man? Like in the next like five, 10 years, what do you? We kind of see, I know it's kind of far out there, I guess 10 years, you know, like, will you see yourself in the next like five years though? My plan is having my own gym here in my country in Greece and especially in Corfu. So yeah, I'm planning to open my gym and then my goal, which I know, I don't know how that will happen. I'm working on it. I want to obviously retire by 40, make my family happy. I don't want them anymore to just work. I want them financially free because since day one, myself and my sister, they helped us so much. And then it was at some point that, you know, Greece went into really bad uh, corrupt. So still, though, they were trying to do as much as they can. I studied in London, pretty much expensive, really expensive. My sister studied as well. She lives in the capital city in Athens. So we never went into any moment that, oh, dad, I want this. And then she couldn't buy us or she wouldn't offer us. Right. So as a parent, so it's a big thing. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, bro. That's awesome. So where can uh, everybody find you? Where is it? What's your tags at? Facebook, Instagram, what do you got? So yeah, I've got on uh, Instagram, you can find me with a Greek boy, Yanis Greek Boy Scordilis. And then the same, that's on my Facebook page. 
that's where you can find me and then you can say all you know anything you like if anyone wants to send a message or any advice or any kind of things you know helping out people from training from mental health you know i'm here for everyone as much as i can got it man well i appreciate you doing this today with me man seriously i appreciate it and uh sending you good energy good vibes and i know you'll get back on track with your kickboxing and all of that thank you very much for having me no i appreciate that and then i hope you know you interview more people because you deserve it you're a good person so appreciate yeah. that brother <laughs>